on Twitch. Okay, cool. We are. Yeah. We're live so on Twitch. So all the swears you want, you know, yeah, bring it on. on. The more yeah. the merrier, right? Yeah. That's how we that's how we roll. <laughs> this is a parenting F-word. podcast, right? F words and everything. Anyway, <laughs> hey there. Welcome to Geeks with Kids, the geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I'm Eric, and joining me as always are my incomparable hosts, David, Marcus, Hawk, and Brent. Today we're joined by two very special people, Andrew Rosas and Drew Saplin. You know them from their work writing and directing various projects at Rooster Teeth or from their podcast, The Most, where they explore the extremes of their lives and the lives of their friends through comical discussion and thoughtful inquiries. They're currently on a glorious podcast tour, appearing on 19 podcasts from Last Count. And, you know, that's including this lovely one. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Andrew and Drew. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you for having us. What a tr- what a treat, <laughs> Eric, Eric! You you sent us a form before uh, any of this started, and you po- very politely were like, "Can you fill this out?" And then we <laughs> didn't do that at all. And then <laughs> so I very much appreciate you uh, filling all of that out for us oh, on our behalf and oh, being so course. sweet about it because uh, we're assholes. <laughs> oh, no, no. I got it right in then. I just wanted to make sure you guys got got the got the love that you deserve from. <laughs> oh, well, here's, I, here's the real truth. I think Andrew and I both are a bit of like we're kind of Luddites when it comes to like tech and all the way to the point of I don't have Twitter notifications enabled on my phone at all. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I want to see a tweet or um, DM, I have to go to Twitter.com. I don't have the I don't have Twitter on my phone. Like I have to go to Twitter.com and then yeah. go to the messages and then I get excited. It's a lot of dopamine every time to, to navigate that far. Well, and then I mean, be like, ooh, a message. Who is it? Yeah. Be fair, you have to check your Earthlink email account, uh, get the uh, get the notification there to uh, plug you plug in your uh, dial-up modem and I then to, yeah. I have to put in my AOL uh, here. Andrew, have you graduated? It's the like bougie art store in town. Like it is like uh, the the crayons are like ten dollars a piece. Are you graduated <laughs> to, to Jerry's? Are you Jerry's level now, or are you still Hobby Lobby? Oh, oh sorry, Michael's. Michael's. We're not going to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I only go to Hobby Lobby for my uh, stolen uh, relics from uh, yeah. the Middle East, for which the, they are very. They keep doing. They keep getting caught stealing they relics. They won't stop. They won't. They can't. They won't stop. Uh, no, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely graduated to Jerry's. They, uh, they, they have everything I need. This is not, not sponsored. Uh, they have everything I need uh, to, to, to get all my art projects done. But it is so funny because it's like the youngest like art kids that work there, <laughs> and then like the old guard of like Texas artists who work there, who are like pros and know everything and can like I'm looking for this very specific thing. Can you give you immediate directions to it? Anyway, sorry. Yes. Art is art is what I'm obsessed with now. I was gonna go my long Jerry's tirade because they're wonderful. Uh but yes, that's what I've been obsessed with. What well, about you, Drew? Jer- Jerry's is a real sweet place. Uh it's just yeah, uh it was there the other day and it was like, oh, nine dollars for for this for little a, chunk a of Yeah. But it's it's the best pencil you ever use in your whole life. Uh I'm currently obsessed about I just finished the White Lotus, which I was obsessed about until it ended, and then uh I won't spoil it for anybody, but I'm no longer obsessed with the White Lotus. And then uh, I'm playing Breath of the Wild for the first time. And so uh, oh, good, game, good game. Trying to really do like game. maybe an Enjoy hour. Enjoy the next 300 hours. hours of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying, trying you should, to do you should be done in a couple years. Of a year. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I bought that game oh. on the Switch. Still haven't beaten it. I bought it on my, yeah. no, sorry. I bought it on my Wii U. And then I was like, I didn't finish it. So I bought it on my Switch. Still haven't finished it. One day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let's go with, uh, Dave. What are you liking? What's your yum? That's good. Ooh, Did I, yum, um, yum. We got I to the yum already. It. Not this past weekend, the weekend before, I went camping. Ah. Ooh. Yeah. It is fucking dope being in Northern Ontario with, like, super clean water, like, tiny, tiny Ooh. little lakes. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we portaged. It was terrible That's... and then awesome because <laughs> kayaking 500 meters so you can portage 400 meters up two ginormous rocky hills and then getting to kayak again and then setting up camp sucks but then yeah you know camping for three days is pretty great and uh, we're, swimming we're, for three hours a day we're, we're he's north of kingston hmm. uh it's frontenac Provincial <laughs> Park. So it's not it's not quite northern Ontario, I guess it's like on the border. It's really it's really close to Quebec and it is gorgeous there. Mm -hmm. Um I really yeah. I really wanted some more uh metric measurements of things you did in that yeah, how many kilometers uh yeah how, uh, measuring land in hectares, do they do that there or is that also United States measuring land in hectares? That might not Everybody be measuring measures in hectares. We have the metric Everyone measures. Yeah. It was uh yeah, I, it was uh, a three thousand cubit <laughs> hike. <laughs> um cubit. through 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 you know Oh no! Oh uh, no! <laughs> no. David. We couldn't handle it. We couldn't <laughs> handle it. Here he comes. So what? What just? What? What, what did you do? Happened? You 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 went into too many different um, measurements, and we like, just gotta boot you. I have on my main screen. I was the Discord window just went away. I didn't. I haven't touched anything. It just went away. That's just Discord, man. Went, okay, Discord. cool. I've never had that happen. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, it was a real moment of like, and the uh, location of Blackbeard's gold is cut, cut, <laughs> drop the feed. No, what, what? Yeah. Go, please tell I was, us. I was being murdered, apparently. And, uh, <laughs> but I fought all the ninjas off, and now I'm back. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. All right, let's go to Brent. Yeah, it's great. Ah, what's, what's good? What's good? Uh, currently hooked on that series Slasher, uh, about halfway through season three right now. I'm not sure if anyone else has watched that. Uh, it's on Netflix and Prime. Uh, each season is its own individual eight-episode slasher movie, basically, uh, with, like, repeat characters a la American Horror Story, but much better produced. Oh. Um, I, it's much that, better produced, much better high. acted. But I, I don't like American Horror Story, so... <laughs> <laughs> I stick with the Canadian shows. Sorry. Hey. Um, Sorry. That and, uh, I mean, uh, Eric knows from the, like, mountain and mountain of messages that I keep sending him about the builds that I come up with. I'm absolutely enamored and hooked on Hades right now Phenomenal. and fighting for that platinum in that. And it has just been so much fun. I can't believe you have what, what like six clears of that. I haven't seven, one. seven clears in the past day. I hate you so much. I know. <laughs> and I will, and I'll let you know as soon as I get number eight, nine and 10. I know. I know. you will. <laughs> okay. Marcus, what about you? What's good? Uh, I started playing Hades. <laughs> I started playing Hades, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, honestly, I was avoiding it for so long, just being like, "No, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna get into it." And then my, I was at a party with a buddy, and he was just kind of like, "Have you played Hades yet?" I'm like, "Everybody's fucking talking about this game," and he's just like, "You're gonna love it." I'm like, "I don't like those styles of games." He's like, "You're gonna like it." I'm like, "Bullshit." He's like, "If you buy that game and you don't like it, I will reimburse you the money." So I said, "Fuck it, let's play it." And he is not. He's not giving me any money. This is a golden fucking game. It's amazing. Nice. That's uh, been the opinion of everyone I know that I've told to buy it. I, I, been I like, honestly, no, no, no. And then they bought it and they're like, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I hate that I love it so much. I actually hate that I love it. 
Um, Cause it's one of those games that you can just pick up and play at any given time and just play a few rounds through and you'll be fine. But like, God, it's fun. Uh, and the story's pretty cool. Like it's actually like just the fact that this is still like, this was an independent produced game, right? Super giant games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty impressive that a game like this can still kind of like come into the world and wow everybody. So I really like that. And uh in between that, I've also just been going back and forth into the old uh, Arkham uh, Arkham Knight game, uh, just because I just wanted to relive it again, just before Gotham Knights comes out and everything. So I, yeah, playing right. back and forth with those. I would and, spend yeah. hours playing those simulators on the Arkham Knight series and that just you know just fighting fifty guys at once. Uh, I it's love pretty that fun, right? Engine. Yeah, oh, yeah, the fighting engine was incredible. Like when you get those perfect counters, you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm a karate master." And then you realize you can't get off the couch because your back, you know, started yeah, acting up. And yeah. oh my ass, oh my sciatic, I'm fucking done. <laughs> so, and that's when we realize we're all old again. So You're like, how old great. is Batman supposed to be? And he's yeah. doing all this shit. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. How old are you fucking? How many times has he had his ass kicked? Oh god, damn. And uh, also a cool little thing is uh, recently I've been doing some work for uh, a little kids TV show. I'm not even sure what the name of the show is, but I've been making things for them. I got to make the uh, Mr. Dressup's pickle trunk, what? Uh, which was pretty fucking what? cool. Yeah, wow. I, I got Mr. Dressup's like trunk. a Canadian icon for yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two Americans. Yeah, like I it's like, like our I, Mr. Rogers. I felt like we went into an alternate universe for a minute with all, like the word salad that is what is it, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dressup. Mr. Yeah. Dressup's pickle truck just sounds pickle. like a Simpsons, Simpsons pickle joke. truck. It does sound like that's where you know the bad uncle pickle takes truck. You it's to much you. more it's, innocent. It's not. Pickle, yes. I'm sorry. Pickle trunk. There's there. It's no a pickle. Pickle. He puts children pickle. in and tickles them. <laughs> that it. sounds terrible. Oh, it's so. Oh brutal. yeah. Uh, yeah. Upon any scrutiny, you're like, oh uh, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's an Indian thing. It was the 80s. This is a different time. (laughs) Thank God God it's a beloved institution. Otherwise, it would would run off the air. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Hawk, what are you liking? What's your yum? Uh, That's an easy one. AP Bio. It's streaming on Netflix right now. First two seasons, anyways. Uh, You can catch season three on the Peacock uh, app or network or you know stream and that it is a fantastic sitcom uh glenn howerton from uh it's always sunny in philadelphia and that Ooh, yeah. Uh, plays yeah plays jack griffin uh brief synopsis he was a harvard philosophy professor in that who fell into disrepute something involving uh fighting an old man and losing to him uh so he had to move back to into his mom's his dead mom's house in toledo ohio and teach ap bio to a bunch of high school kids which he promised the kids he would never ever ever teach them isn't this a dan Harmon show i don't think no it's not damn Harmon. i can't um i'm I can't remember I somebody. The, the I think somebody name. like I can't remember exactly. Is it Michael Schur? I don't think. No, Michael not Michael Schur either. It's not Michael Schur. It's, it's yeah. It sounds Mike really good. O'Brien. <clears throat> oh, that is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's. But- it's just one of those shows where like the cast has amazing chemistry. Um, you, you know the writing. It's right is after bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Meyers is one of the producers on it. Um. It's just it's it's just one of those sitcoms you just like you just fall in love with like the good place or community. I would call it a mixture of like it's always sunny meets oh. community. If that I, helps, I, to I, sell I would it. agree with that. Yeah, that sounds yeah, so Mike, good. Michael Bryan, he was on Saturday Night Live. He uh, he was the guy who kind of took over doing the 
like the uh, pre-recorded segments after uh, Lonely Island guys left. Oh, okay. Got so it. Oh, yeah. he, he was it's... on the show for a couple seasons, and he did some really he did some really good work. Him doing his uh, story of Jay Z with him playing Jay Z, and he is like literally the whitest person you've ever met was phenomenal. <laughs> and J.K. Simmons is Nas putting in a cameo is just oh, God. God. that's like it's. Uh, I I've I've watched the first two seasons of AP Bio as well. I, I really enjoy that show because it takes it's like ah the, the your protagonist being the can, the cantankerous uh, loner with a heart of gold who slowly melted over over the, over the seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's done really well, and uh, yeah, he 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 fa- he absolutely nails it. It's great. The fourth season is coming out really soon, and they're adding a new character, and that's his father, played by Bruce Campbell. So oh, wow. yeah. it's Bruce Campbell. I knew, I, I knew he would come back as I knew he would be his father in that yeah. show. It's I feel like perfect. I could crunch that entire series down into one film called Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit, though, where <laughs> Antagonist, you know, you know pretends to go teach unruly students, but doesn't want to teach them, and instead I, I uh, teaches them the, uh, the the importance of uh, of music, or teaches yeah. them the importance of life through music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, or as, or as usual in that, he, he ends up learning more from them than for, from him. <laughs> exactly, that, that precisely. Heartwarming. Um, who, Something who, he also promises to students that would never, who? ever happen in the show. <laughs> true, true. Well, he's um, a philosophy major. Why would he teach biology? <laughs> fair, fair. That's the weird thing, right? Because he in. never teaches biology in that. Yeah. But you do see this one episode where he just pones one of the, the, the one student in the class Does with it. Does he pwn? Like yeah. non-ironically, yeah. <laughs> no, the best well, and like I, I think it, I think it all is due to like. Well, how does he get away with that? Well, luckily enough, uh, uh, Patton Oswalt plays the uh, uh, oh, impeccable yeah. push pushover principal. Like he can get away with murder because uh, uh, Patton Oswalt is allergic to confrontation. Yeah, uh, he just so, wants to be his best friend. He just wants to be his buddy. So, so yeah, cool. he gets to run roughshod over everybody. It's great. Oh. Oh, all right. Um, over on Twitch, TC Vintage said that um, Mr. Dress Up is Mr. Rogers done right. I don't know if we'd go that far. Wait, but... hey, come on. How great. can you get more right Mr. Rogers? Mr. 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 Dress Up is fantastic. I still think it's kind of funny that Mr. Dress Up, okay, he, like, he was an American who came to do a Canadian show, and then Mr. Dress Up, or I mean, Mr. Rogers was a Canadian that went and did an American show. They kind of switched between the two. <laughs> It's part of our. Uh, it was part of our wholesome exchange program. We yes, were, uh, exactly we were just exchanging incredibly wholesome things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why we sent over Ryan Reynolds and you know, yeah. all of those people. Um, <laughs> what what I've we're been grateful. Liking... They sent. Oh, <laughs> they sent us Vincent Price for uh, the hilarious House of Frankenstein. So. Oh yes, that's mm, yeah. true. Uh, so what I've been liking. I was gonna do a, a what's shitty instead of a what's good, but I'm gonna save that for the intro of the next section. Um, what's Ooh. good right now is. I watched The Witcher and Nightmare of the Wolf today, and it is <gasps> fucking amazing. Um, if you Didn't like The Witcher World, it came out today. Yes, <laughs> I did yeah. that instead of really paying attention to my work today, which is probably a bad idea. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's good. It's a it's a it's set in a time that isn't really talked about in the books, so it was nice to see something that I didn't really know anything about. And Vesemir is going to be in the next season, and it's also it- the same studio and half the same cast as Castlevania. Yep, yep. So if you like Castlevania, you'll probably like this. The animation style is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, where we got our main topic, which we're going to go into now, was um, we, a bunch of us were talking about Snake Eyes and how everything seems to be a reboot or a continuation of something that we loved as a child. Um, 
I know people talk about this a lot, but we thought, you know, what what property that we grew up with, what what would we want as a as a continuation or a reboot? And if if hmm. we wanted to, would there be a pitch that you would um come up with for that show? Um Ooh. I don't I don't know if you guys got to see that in our outline, but um, mm. I think we can circle around back to you guys. Circle, have... circle around. I've got some ideas, but All yeah, right. circle around. Let's it start off. a little show called Mr. Dresser. To be fair, you guys are just learning about this now while we've had about three weeks to prepare. Oh, well, my, well. <laughs> yeah, some of us just prepared yesterday. Deep but... research. <laughs> I literally prepared about an hour before we came on. Well, so. well let's <laughs> start off with you, Brent, since you spent the last three weeks uh, preparing for this. What I literally like? slapped this together in the past hour, and it's... Oh, wow. Hang on, let me find my notes. Oh, mm. Too late. Too All right, are we jumping right into this? Or, yeah, or go did for you it. Have, you <laughs> want, oh, I thought you had your... Do what's it. bad Do you it. wanted to get no, to. No, no, no. I, I talked no, no, Snake, Snake Eyes was just the bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Unfortunately. Snake Eyes was the bad. All right. It's the summer of 2021. Jamal and Lenny Jenkins, a 40-something married couple, move into their new Manhattan apartment. They, along with their teenage son and daughter, begin unpacking their belongings. Jamal comes across an old, dusty book, a diary. He and his wife look upon it fondly as they place it on its own special stand on the bookshelf. The family finishes unpacking and settles into their new home for the first night. 1.30 a.m., the family is awoken by a loud scream from down the hall. Running out to see what's happened, they come upon a single mother and her teenage daughter. The police arrive, and we learn that the youngest child has been abducted. While the mother speaks with the police, the teenage daughter is approached by the Jenkins teens who offer their condolences and support. The next day, the young teen from down the hall arrives at the Jenkins door knocking, comes in and says she's found something left behind by the kidnappers. A note written in code and in some unknown language to them. She exclaims that the police cannot make sense of it, but she knows it will help find her sister before it's too late. Unable to make sense of the letter either, the Jenkins unfortunately can't help. Until the dusty diary on the bookshelf begins to shake in a glow of a bright aura around it. It falls off the shelf and bursts with light. Suddenly, the note becomes illuminated on the wall, and the message starts to gradually decode. Much to the shock of the three teens, hearing the commotion, Jamal and Lenny enter the living room to see what's happening. He's back, says Jamal. The children all look at him. Who's back? Jamal and Lenny at the same time. Ghost Rider. Hell yes. <laughs> yep. What's funny is I didn't think you were going to actually write a full pitch. Oh, I, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I, 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 can we just clarify? I am not doing a pitch no. like that. I, don't, I no. didn't come up with this beautiful intro story. I have nothing like that. Literally, I was going to say the, the, the show. Fuck you, Brent. What I, <laughs> that's what you got for making me go first. Uh, yeah, so tell us about Ghost Rider. What is the show? Why does that's it deserve hilarious. so? All right, so Ghost Rider, for those who aren't aware, it was a show that ran from 92 to 95. It was about a bunch of uh, kids who discover a ghost that has the ability to uh, assemble messages and uh, write to them. And they use the Ghost Rider to form a club where they go around solving all these little mysteries in their neighborhood. And it's always like little stupid mysteries that. So my concept for the show was to now that it's been you know like 25 years or however many uh years later i'm not doing the math uh bringing the show to a new generation having it star the original two characters jamal and lenny from the original show who have now become married and have kids and now we follow them and their kids but bringing it more towards a young adult audience like i see it as like a cw show the way that they brought back like the the riverdale and all of that 
Mm. And I liked it more as like it's if it's a mystery show, let's kind of make it more in the vein of like a Veronica Mars type show. Cool. Where each season has its own each episode is self-contained, but each season has its own overarching story that Ghost Rider has to help them figure out. So, so Brent, yeah, it's does it, is anybody else familiar with this show? I feel like I'm the only. OK, OK, <laughs> this uh, do, do y'all remember that, like the like four or five episode arc of like the weird gum doll the doll that was made out of like purple gum that like was a multi-episode ghostwriter arc or is that did i, I dream that i don't oh, remember Jesus. that did you just invent <laughs> ivan ooze i might have it looked like it was, in my head it was like a, a little ivan ooze doll in like a pleather coat i just wanted to see if anybody else had this memory i'm now gonna have to go do some research because uh, I feel like a crazy person. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. If, it, if this but, helps you remember, remember, I don't know if it was like, was it a Canadian or an American show? I'm not really 100% sure. It was on PBS It was four episodes. I was right. I was right. Okay, <laughs> Attack good. of the Slime Monster. Gooey Gus. I don't remember and, that one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he is, he is, he looks fucked. Gooey Gus. <laughs> terrified i had nightmares okay i, I, gotta, like, look, I gotta look this thing up yeah it was a ghost rider multi-episode arc uh it he does he okay. has ivan ooze he is ivan ooze adjacent uh that must yeah, have been one just... of the later ones because i know <laughs> the, only the first two seasons appeared in canada and the rest of it was oh, in the states God it's this thing is fucked up Right, yeah. right. That that sh- Holy this show was on. Shit. This show was on PBS. PBS Kids. It was like this came on. This thing was on right before fucking Reading Rainbow. Like that was. It was like that was what would. No thanks. But would watch a reboot of Ghost. I feel like they did. They recently did a Ghost Rider yeah, reboot. There's here. one on Apple they, TV Plus here in the states, as you say. I don't think there it's is the same one though, on. Isn't it? Yeah, there's one the, on I, Apple TV, and it's basically just by name only. It's more oh, of a Jumanji remake, if anything, where it's like instead of it being like this ghost character that writes to them, the ghost character like manifests characters from books and into the real world, and like oh, interact so like, with them. So it's the it's go- more ghost like I became more wishbone. Jumanji. Oh yeah, it is wishbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wishbone. Yeah. Oh. I should have done that for my which to me defeats the purpose of it because the whole idea of the original series was to get kids interested in reading and then you know 30 years later like let's reboot the series but instead of having children read let's just throw colorful images at them and we're good (laughs) the last thing I want to do after seeing the slime monster is read holy Jesus (laughs) I want to terrifying I'm going to get the communist manifesto and learn how to make a flamethrower I'm just glad I uh, didn't invent that in my weird little kid brain (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, I got to save up a little more money for therapy now. I'm going to go to bonus what, therapy. Now you yeah. know what you're talking about with your therapist this week. Yeah. <laughs> that just officially overshadowed. I mean, like the one thing that Ghost Rider, I think, was most famous for is like, does anyone remember the cameo in the very? Well, I guess it wasn't really a cameo because he wasn't really famous at the time. But the actor who played Jamal's father in the very first episode. Hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> this was pre. This was pre Pulp Fiction, so oh, I shit. think this was like it wasn't a cameo. It was Dang. he was just still like a hardworking actor at the time. But he, so at what time did he drop the motherfucker though? Like, oh, wow. Uh, well, he does drop the book that uh, spawns Ghost Rider, so he is responsible for everything <laughs> happening. That's pretty. Wait, cool. And there's another like weird fact that I found out. Like this is like I thought just went beyond this being a children's show, but. One of the producers came out after the show had finished and said that uh, somebody asked, like, who was Ghost Rider? Like, you never explained it in the show. And they said, oh, 
It was the ghost of a uh, slave who was on the run during the Civil War, teaching others how to read and write, and was murdered by slave runners and their dogs. Whoa. Oh, okay. Extra dark. Thanks. (laughs) And his soul became trapped in the book that he would use to teach others to read. That's amazing. Jesus, me. for children, you said. Yeah. Like, like ages four to five. No, no, the older. Because I was four when this show came out. Uh, oh, I think I was oh, twelve. Shit, huh? that's heavy. Well, I'm I'm gonna go to bed, mom and dad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I, I've it's, seen things. I've four, I've learned things. It's four p.m. Yeah, I'm changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everyone knows the bubblegum monster comes out at eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right, are we good, that's Brent? Funny. Good with yours? Marcus, wow, you- that for me. Huh? Can you make I, that for me? I can, but I don't want to. <laughs> Fuck that thing would no, haunt my haunted. dreams. That would haunt my shop for like a fucking <laughs> month. I don't want that. It's gonna keep reappearing in his house. I think it he looks was like made out of. I think he was made out of grape chewing gum. Like that was the conceit of the episode. The thing, like, it looks I, like a boglin <laughs> has melted. Like you remember yeah. those fucking boglins? It's mm-hmm. like one of those melting on a fucking leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. This is vile. I, I the, thing, the, thing I'm, the thing I'm picturing in my mind is absolutely vile. It's it's as bad as you think it is. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Because oh, I, I can so- immediately, I can immediately picture a wet mound of like big league chew. Imagine and I'm like, someone took you're a doing it, to the <laughs> and then it was condensed. All right. Let's let's move on over to Marcus because I know what he's picking Ooh. and I like his. Okay, um, so uh, I do not have a nice, beautiful, eloquent elevator pitch like Brent did. Uh, I'm just going to talk about the show itself. So the show was Gargoyles, um, yeah. produced by Disney uh, in the 90s. Ooh. It was uh, Gargoyles no, by what? Disney. No, Disney. It's a, Dis- it's a small company. They, uh, they don't make it's, anything it's, yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, they're, they're in some legal action right now. Nobody knows anything about their business. <laughs> little mom and pop, yeah, little mom pop shop. Um, so I like, I mean, I, I like many of my friends and many of the people of our generation kind of fell in love with this weird cartoon and just like it, it was like the Ninja Turtles, but kind of darker and cooler and like you know, flying and shit like that. Although they didn't fly, they glide. They only glide. Yeah, they only ride air currents, okay? They, they ride fly. air currents. They don't yeah. fucking fly, um, which I always thought was the biggest poor shit ever. I'm like, fuck off. They can fly. But anyway. They can't fly. They can't fly. Why are they at the top of buildings? <laughs> Why are they magical animals that, like, transform at nighttime but can't fly? Like, what a weird yeah. rule to have. Yeah, yeah. You can do all this stuff in your... your- yeah, uh, there's there's so much there's so much uh, animated footage on the cutting room floor of them huffing and puffing upstairs of buildings <laughs> to get back up to their perches. Just, just go on, they go on without me. They would <laughs> dig their claws into side of buildings and for some reason would never leave a mark. That ne- the, like, they're like, the, what are these the, mystical the creatures flying overhead? It's like, well, we have physical evidence. They've just <laughs> torn up the side of every building in New every York. Every window City. washer knows about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like no building would be safe in the city. Everything would be destroyed after a couple of months. Like it'd be yeah, I mean, from a sheer structural integrity standpoint, yeah. these buildings would be if, if if you yeah, exactly if you had uh, monsters just like ripping chunks of brick out of the sides of the wall. And I love that it would just be like a family circus style like dotted line of claw marks up to the gargoyle. So just be like, yeah, these fucking gargoyles come to life at night. Is there anybody <laughs> doubting this? Like, look at these claw marks. Come on. 
<laughs> I'm so not the crazy I, one here. I, I loved the show, and, uh, you know, it was uh, much like other people. You know, we watched the first season, which was nice, and then the second season, which was insanely long, but awesome. And then the third season, known as the Goliath Chronicles, which was just after the Disney had dropped the show and then ABC picked it up and started making the Goliath Chronicles, which was supposed to be a continuation, but it was really like a different show and it was pretty shit. <laughs> so the, my idea would be following, but like kind of ignoring the, the Goliath Chronicles in any shape or form and continuing from the original story, but jumping it way into the future and like some shit has gone down. So my inspiration has kind of come from the uh, the newer uh, Ninja Turtle stories that they came out with, the, the Ronin uh, Ninja Turtle stories. And the idea that I always had, one of my favorite episodes from the original Gargoyles was when Broadway accidentally is playing with uh, Eliza's gun and mm-hmm. shoots her by accident and then goes fucking crazy and like goes attacking everybody with a gun. Like anybody who's got a gun, he just like mauls them down and he's like, no fucking guns and like shit like that. And I loved seeing that pudgy fun character get fucking psychotic. So my idea is it's been say 45 years or so. And some shit has gone down. Like, you know, like uh, at this point, uh, Xanatos is gone. Eliza has died on the job. Like things have happened, and over the time, uh, the the gargoyles just because of like inactivity or something like that, they don't wake up every night. They like kind of maybe it's once in a while or something like that. And then because of as time has gone on, people have like bought and sold these uh, statues, and they've kind of traveled the world and everything. And uh, nobody really knows what's happened uh, as the show picks up. So the show kind of picks up with Broadway. 45 years past where we left off and he's alone or he at least he thinks he's alone. He doesn't know of his brothers being alive. He doesn't know his clan is still around and he's been through a lot of dark, horrible shit. And it's kind of gone off on his own as a vigilante. And he's kind of uh, taking up the night and protecting the, uh, another city, some other random city. I don't know where it would be yet. And I just love the idea of this guy being like this, this really, angry angsty gritty um because he was also one of the more immature ones so he would still have that kind of angry immatureness to him and then just trying to you know live his life and trying to do his thing but then over time as the seasons would continue you'd find out like stories and hear these words about other creatures and other sightings and other things and eventually you find out that some of the brothers are still alive um, but the idea is like, as they have been sold off to collectors as gargoyles, they have awoken into other worlds and they've done their things. And like, they've kind of gone through their own changes and their own weird, weird situations. So my idea was that um, Lexington, uh, when he kind of came to life, somebody basically imprisoned him and like, he kind of, he became like, um, think uh, from X-Men when they had, uh, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh like the cage fighting, uh, miss, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nightcrawler. Oh. Like they basically are like, they've t- like Lexington has kind of become this like weird, like almost like circus. cage fighting kind of thing. Circus act kind of, but like almost like, you know, take all bets, like see if you can survive around with the creature and that kind of stuff. So Lexington has kind of become like really jaded and really like messed up for, because of that. But he's also timid and scared of the humans again and all this kind of shit. Um, the idea for Brooklyn, um, which is the guy, if he had the big snout kind of thing, 
he sold off to a collector in Japan and upon waking up one night, startled his new master and scared the crap out of him. He attacked him and basically lost his wings in a scuffle and has been kind of badly damaged and scarred. But upon reaching like a, an accord with this master, they became friends and it has actually been trained. And so now he's actually kind of like a trained samurai almost kind of thing in in like Japan or something. But uh, he has no wings. He's, he's now a flightless gargoyle, but he has mm. like a new a, set of skills. Glideless gargoyle. He is a glideless gargoyle. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to. He can't fly. Uh, min, yeah. yeah, no, no he none just of that. Falls. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> I mean, Hudson's dead. Bronx is dead. Uh, what? Uh, but, but, yeah, Killed yeah. The they dog? Would, the, the dog's dead, man. Oh. It's been 45 John years. Wick. Keanu Reeves been, is going to find you. No, no, you got to think this. 45 years and this thing has been sold off somewhere and then just wakes up and someone's like, fuck, monster. Bam. Like they kill this thing. So it's dead. And again, this is the idea that I have for all of this is this whole series uh, kind of thing would be uh, it wouldn't be like an, a, an afternoon, you know, cartoon fest. It would be like those spawn movies, like those really dark. The HBO like, ones? Like, yeah, like those kind of things. And it would it, like they would be it would be a series, but it would be a series of films as opposed to actual TV episodes or something. Like that. So you and Brent uh, both uh, took children's property and were like, fuck kids. But there's a reason for that because like why do you like keep like if you keep rebooting it for younger generations, what do we end up with? The new He-Man. Like that right. little fucking thing that just popped out and I was like, What the fuck uh, is yeah. this? Troll Hunter <laughs> He-Man. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. I don't want that. That's not for me. That's for my kids or some other kids. The people who are going to connect instantly to gargoyles, if it ever were to surface again, are the people like us. And we're not going to sit through a lovey-dovey hug fest of fucking gargoyles. So why bother bullshitting trying to recreate the wheel and give something to these kids as opposed to just fucking make a cool series that the nerdy fucking adults who loved it will fucking eat it up and buy it and go crazy for it. Like yeah. there's no you you know you barely have to advertise a damn thing. It'll just <laughs> it sells itself. Just have Keith yeah. David say those Man. like that little bit of the intro and people will just flock back. Yeah. yeah. And Eric Eric, I can't wait to hear your NC seventeen version of the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> they have no pants. Like what wait, no, wait, they'll have no shirts. I don't know. Um <laughs> Good on Marcus. I think that sounds awesome. Like I would I would love to see the gargoyles again. I loved that show as a kid. Like fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a formative that was a formative TV show. It was one of the uh, the bridge and and uh, in my case really did kind of bridge the gap between like ah kids show and like but then like tackled some pretty cool like adult themes and uh, yeah mm-hmm. it was a nice it was a nice gateway show or like Barbara bridge show thematically for 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 more uh, sophisticated stuff and in my experience yes yes mm-hmm. so. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, move. I'm on, on board. To, let's move on to Hawk. Hey, so uh, I fell into a, like a little deep dive in that of these old these old shows I used to watch when I was younger. In that, a uh, few popped up on their sci-fi and fantasy, and that you know, Voyagers, uh, Misfits of Science, and I was trying to find that one show back from from my day in that that would make a great reboot. I have found it in uh, a little show called Werewolf. Uh, <laughs> it show. was. It was it was I from Fox's first yeah Fox's first inaugural year as a as a network and that from eighty seven it ran from one season only eighty seven to eighty eight inventive little show 
Uh, it came out as a, it, the pilot is like a two hour movie in that. Uh, the brief synopsis is a college student named Eric Cord comes back home to his dorm room one night and finds his roommate sitting there with a gun and six bullets. And he asks Eric if he will murder him and then begins to explain why well, he believes that. Yeah, he believes he has been cursed as a werewolf. He shows Eric this pentagram, uh, this big, bright red pentagram on his hand and that Eric originally thinks that he carved it in there himself and that. But he says, like, if he doesn't kill him by the time the, the moon rises and that he's going to transform. So Eric, not wanting to kill his friend, obviously, based on some whim, sits there and they wait and he ties him to a chair. Midnight pops around, the transformation begins in that, and you know, he sees that his friend has indeed been cursed as a werewolf. Uh, he takes the gun, he shoots him in that, but not before the guy gets loose from his bonds and wounds him in that, thus passing on the curse to Eric. You know, see the bright red pentagram on his hand. So Eric, and now trying to find a way to destroy the curse, learns that the only way to do it is to kill the original descendant of the bloodline and that, that created it. And, that, and this turns out to be a drifter named of Jonas uh, Scorvenzi. Uh, he's played by Chuck Connors and that he was this guy from uh, this, that old show Rifleman way back in the you know ah, I think 50s yeah, yeah. He, he's actually really good he's in that. fantastic he's his last in television show. role apparently <laughs> apparently so in that and he kind of argued himself out of some of the money on it and that uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> halfway through he wanted a better contract uh, so yeah on top of that there is a bounty hunter in that play uh, his name is Alamo Joe Rogan not that Joe Rogan <laughs> the other one yeah it's a, it's a, briefly it's just this amazing little like you know fugitive incredible hulk style show in that where it's a man on the run uh trying to find you know the curse for what's happening to him or you know his one-armed man and then helping uh, people along the way that type of thing yeah, yeah. this definitely and, uh, sounds like something the cw would make right now like I remember there being one. I remember there being one episode where he like finds his way into the home of like a mother and son who they're being abused by like the father, and he's like trying to help. And I just all I can remember vividly is the scene of like the father like backhanding him and knocking him over a couch, and then you just hear the noises behind as he turns into the werewolf and then lunges out at him. Yeah, great show. The whole thing's on YouTube too. You can find the entire series. Yeah, uh, the, pr the production wise, it was like. There, it was very different from any other TV shows, and that the whole intro in that is very cinematic looking, and that you know, involving like it's because it, it focuses on Joe Rogan, and that he, he's gathering up his stuff, and he's there's this little monologue going on over it, and that and he basically says, I didn't believe in the supernatural until I met Eric Cord last week. Um, special effects wise, and that you know, the 80s were kind of the heyday for werewolf effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, this didn't have quite that budget in that, but they did actually come up with some pretty unique like looks in that, you know, especially with uh, with Scorvini in that, you know, because he had this big black eye patch over in that and he would take it off when he was about to begin the transformation. You just see like this black dead eye in, in, in there. Uh, the transformation sequence usually involved, you know, some nice prosthetic teeth in that. But then when they would make his final transformation instead of like the stop motion where we were accustomed to in that, they would basically reach it to his mouth and that and just pull the skin over his head like I was taking off a human suit and that to reveal the wolf underneath. Uh, so basically, if I was uh, if I was going to reboot this, I wouldn't take it to CW and that. I didn't want it. I don't want it turned into a teen drama. I would probably go with, uh, you know, FX if it's still in production. I don't know. 
given the Disney deal on that or else take it to HBO and that because this thing's got to be bloody and it's got to be nightmarish the way it was, you know, because this was, you know, when we're, you know, even at, I think I was about 11 when I started watching this, it was pretty nightmarish. You know, it was something that, I, that stayed with you. It was seven year old me was like just gripped the television every time it was on. Like it blew me away at that age. Yeah. I've never heard of this show, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, like you said, the entire season's on YouTube and that. So if anybody wants to check it out, go for it. Even just watch the first Wait. episode. Like, just the pilot is incredible. Yeah. I'm looking up the info right now. Nice. We'll put it in the show notes. It's all gonna be down there. <laughs> uh, nobody owns the rights to it anymore. Then, yeah, I guess not. Uh, Dave, did you wanna go? Next? Yeah, because nobody seems to own the rights to the show. I'm gonna do either because this <laughs> is also on YouTube for some reason. Even though this company <laughs> still exists. Uh. So in the yesteryear of 1998 to 1999, there was a two season show called Shadow Raiders. Uh, and it was made by the same company that did Beast Wars and Reboot, if you're familiar with those. Um, oh, Reboot's my idea. Neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already rebooted Reboot. That's why. That's yeah, why I'm going to reboot the reboot of that reboot. <laughs> okay. Because that reboot um, was, was terrible. <laughs> so it was a bad reboot. Yeah. This, after they did Reboot, after they did Beast Wars, they did this show, which was uh, loosely based on another toy line. Because obviously, Transformers is just a toy line made into a cartoon, right? That yep. was the whole deal. So like, what oh, yeah. if we keep this trend up? And there was a, a trend masters. I don't. I've never. I don't think they exist anymore. But they had a, a line called War Planets, uh, which is as generic ah, as you can imagine. I remember these? Yes. And I fucking uh, remember that shit. They did a dope ass TV series, which was kind of like the closest thing you could get to Star Wars in like the late '90s for kid. Like, I guess you had Shadows of the Empire, but that was like a one off. But this was like a TV series that you would every Saturday morning, you'd sit down, you'd watch, you know, watch Spider-Man and you'd watch this. And it was about a series. It was focused on four warring planets on, of a solar system called the Cluster as they were forced to set aside their differences and form a coalition against the menace of the Beast Planet. I watched the first season of this. It holds up surprisingly well. It doesn't hold your hand. Episode 10 is just a clip show because they probably are. Well, shit, uh, we've got to make 13 episodes and... Uh, you know, we've only got so much time to make all this footage because it was very expensive to do. This is pure CGI and to do pure CGI in the 90s, incredibly expensive. Um, I don't think you'd have to change much about the show. I think we just get just modern day like Corridor Digital could probably make this and just like knock it out of the park. <laughs> um, maybe Rooster Teeth. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they need uh, another. We don't series. have those connections. That's the animation <laughs> department. I haven't talked to anybody over there in years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like I just thought it, you know it holds up surprisingly well it's a pretty simple concept it's just you know four disparate groups uh, what is it? it's ice fire rock and bone are like the four weird planets because it was you know made in the 90s and it's CGI things are not fleshed out at all like they're like they show like a whole army and it's like 13 people yeah. right so it's like these are all the forces we have <laughs> <laughs> like we're pinned command. down over here and it's just two guys fighting we're two solid, guys we're plucky. <laughs> right like it's the it's, it is the equivalent of like you know the 1960s sci-fi but in cgi form so i think this would be <laughs> relatively cheap maybe to make uh, by today's standards uh and it's a pretty simple concept and they just bring back the toys because the toys were actually pretty dope um i don't hmm. I, mine's not as in-depth because you could just honestly recopy this whole show you know, shot just for, do it better. Even, Make new yeah, toys. Just do, it, just do it better. Just update it. Just like they should do with Beast Wars, which hopefully they will. Just Aren't they you don't have to change a lot of movie? things. 
Oh no! Wait. That's... Yeah, the next Transformers is going to rise of the beasts or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to have Optimus Primal, I guess, and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Can't wait. I hope so. <laughs> and Cheetor and Red Trap. Um, but that's it. That's mine's super simple. Just bring me back more Shatter Raiders so I can waste <laughs> money on plastic toys. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. I like it. I'm gonna go Re- next. Oh, sorry. Really quickly before you go, Eric. Uh, TC Vintage on Twitch has uh, pitched an HBO series uh, reboot of Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, they oh, are on a yes. to stop Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos from getting to Mars. Thank you for that TC Vintage. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So my, my show is, is probably one of the reasons why I really love theater um, now. And it's a little show from 1989 called Quantum Leap. Uh, it follows. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, knew, I knew this would happen. I knew they they they, they weren't going to have like some like crazy thing, it, and then we were all going to take their ideas. Had, well, <laughs> well, also it had all the benchmarks because it's Canadian and it's a reboot, and so mine's also Canadian and a reboot. Uh, so, so for those that don't know, Quantum Leap is about uh, a, a physicist called Dr. Sam Beckett who theorized that time travel was possible, and with his friend Admiral Al. Calavici, played by Dean uh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. They gain government support to build Project Quantum Leap. Um, when they decided to pull the funding, uh, Dr. Sam Beckett decided to jump into the machine himself and test it out, and he ends up getting thrown back in time. And basically what happens is he goes through various um, dates through history and tries to fix things that have gone wrong in the timeline. Um, it's also one of the most infamous shows to have like this ridiculous ending because the final episode just said he never came back. And you're like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Poochie died on the way to his home planet. Yeah. It was a very, uh, very, I uh, he was an alien. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah. He never made it home. Well, that, that is an ending, I guess. It was sad because earlier in that season, the fifth season, we find out that through one of his leaps, he, he made a child with uh, some lady. So he has a daughter out there that's working on Project Quantum Leap. So my, my pitch would be to continue this storyline. I love Tron Legacy. I know no one loves that movie, but I love that movie. And I like the idea like of, of someone just, trying to find their... I just their... like face. Yes. He's a little plasticky. <laughs> you just want to <laughs> mush it. I just want to um, squeeze on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking maybe get like a granddaughter to come to go through Project Quantum Leap and try and find her grandfather because at that time the the show took place in 97 his daughter would have been about 30 at the time i assume they had a kid and if they had it now you'd have their kid going through time trying to find him and i think like a little 10 episode series would be awesome like her trying to find it like overarching while also you know dealing with social issues like science fiction often does and this was a great show that talked a lot of about different issues in you know in our lives. Everything. Yeah. It, it was a phenomenal show. I, they used I it to teach it. history too, right? Where like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just social, but it was like, hey, this is something that happened and, you know, this is how this person had to deal with it at the time. And now he's going to deal with it in the same way because he can't change history. <laughs> well, certain things change. It's for the better, right? One of my favorites, uh, uh, there was a two episode arc where he actually leaped back into his own body, but him as a, te- as, a stu- as like basically a high schooler. You know, and the the goal was his brother got killed in Vietnam and that, yeah. uh, you know, and 
not just that but his father due to his poor like you know diet and exercise regime ended up having a heart attack prematurely in his life and that so he went back to try and fix both their lives in this two episode arc it was really great the second episode you know he you know i remember he ends up having to win a basketball game in order to change things and that and then al lets him know that your brother still dies in vietnam and that and he's like no and as he just as he's getting this information he does the leap and there he is the very next episode he's in vietnam and his brother's platoon i remember that yeah. um that, that was it was awesome because he played scott Beckley ended up playing his father in that episode as well so yeah it's just like this is why I love Scott Bakula so much. Maybe we have to pay maybe, for one actor then. <laughs> maybe in the reboot yeah. series, he he leaps back into Scott Bakula playing Captain Archer in Enterprise and stops them from make... doing Faith of the Heart as the intro. So oh. you never know. I want to leap back into him in Necessary Roughness. <laughs> quick, quick pitch! Quick pitch for the finale of the reboot is. Uh, if it's his grandchild and that, they leap back to the day he decides to do the leap. Mm, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, so maybe, then the kid is never born. aging thing on Scott Bakula, make him look young. <laughs> do the do the, uh, the the Kurt Russell as uh, uh, Evil Living Planet. That de aging they did on him that was actually yeah. really yeah. really yeah. good. Fantastic. Really good de aging that was spooky. Uh, yeah, Andrew, how would you uh, reboot it if you had the chance? I mean, literally, you you kind of took beat for beat the pitch that I was going to do, which is just, uh, yeah, it's his uh, daughter or granddaughter who's like taken over his uh, research and uh, sets out sets out from the same quest to bring him home. And it really is just like kind of chasing her ch chasing a ghost through time mm -hmm. uh, while also like having her uh, having Scott back. It was having uh, uh, Dr. Beckett's like same. Uh, empathetic to a fault tendencies of like wanting to help people because that was like the whole thing about that about that uh series is like i think there at the end the end of that series it was like a very wizard of oz style like you've had the power to go home this whole time you just don't subconsciously <laughs> sure. don't want to you like helping people mm -hmm. uh so you just had to click your heels together and he's like okay if that in that case I need to do one last thing and of course then you don't get the uh, you get the uh uh you know, he never he made never it home title, which is a real, a real <laughs> twist of the knife, if you ask me. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to can, can I go ahead and uh, segue into into my pitch? Oh, is yeah, that OK? Of course. of course. Yeah. Then I would like to pitch the uh, uh, oh, I guess you guys don't have. I want to pitch the Costco brand uh, uh, Costco. Leap sliders. Oh. I want to do Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> I will pitch the uh, CVS Walgreens uh, house brand version of Quantum Leap sliders. Which... I fucking love sliders. <laughs> I love sliders too. <laughs> Mr. Mallory. <laughs> we we had about a 10 minute discussion after the last podcast about which one of us was going to fight over doing this show. No, go ahead, Andrew. Oh no, uh yeah, I I would pitch sliders. Uh it has the same kind of uh uh engine in terms of plot uh that the similar like early 2000s movies where they would like go into your blood vessels in every movie where it was like they were, you always would have like Jones either, and he's, or, like, or like into the engine for like uh, uh, I almost said Need for Speed Fast and Furious like you're always going into things the, it, everybody had the same blue tunnel to travel in the 90s it was <laughs> yeah. Quantum Leap 
Sliders, Stargate, Stargate. the movie Contact. Everybody was cruising through that same fucking blue screensaver. The the Uh, best Winamp visualization money could buy. They put. I remember Geis. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they put it. They put it to good use. Yeah, there was a blue, a blue warp tunnel. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I I, I just in terms of like, uh, I'll keep this very brief. I think you could reboot that show very easily because it's essentially it's. Uh, an endless plot engine to go to multiple universes where everything is different. It's 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 uh, a non-comedic Rick and Morty. Like you just yeah. go on like serious journeys to help people through through the multiverse, uh, and you get your like. In, in, in my mind, the new like group of people who are sliding through different universes are probably a little younger because I feel like that the group in the original sliders it was like. These are, like, these are all associate professors. Like, feels, I, I feel like if you he wanted has to, a law degree. Yeah, I feel like if you wanted to get some real juice behind this, it would be like like early 20 so something. You're, pitch, you're so. pitching the slide. You're pitching CW sliders is what you're pitching. I, that's exactly what I'm well, pitching. Well, Jeff Connor's character is like 22, 23, right? Because he is he's in college or he's in college university, right? He's not. Jerry O'Connell was a student and like Jonathan Reese Davis played his teacher or something. Yeah. So we got one young, you know, there we go. One young character. So in the Jonathan, I I think you do. I think you take the Jonathan Reese Davis character. You just doogie house the shit out of him. He's like a 15 year old. who's very bright, uh, made a, made a portal in his backyard. And then, uh, slider hashtag slider. Are we just going to get was on the show was young too. Is that say what? It wasn't right. the girl that was on the show. She was young too, right? Wasn't she? I think they were both like in the same. Or something. Yeah, that was his girlfriend. Here, I actually, you know what? That would be a really interesting, Drew. I really love your take on this. That would be a really interesting uh, 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 twist on it. Is that if you made the like genius who came up with this whole like interdimensional travel thing was the same age as the other people going on it and was like you know brilliant, but of course that brilliance has uh, alienated him from mm-hmm. the people his age, <laughs> yeah. and so now has to spend ostensibly eternity <laughs> jumping through different dimensions with these people who. Probably you're, like the, you're, you're spending eternity jumping through multiverse with Sheldon Cooper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, but 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 therein you have the uh, uh, engine for uh, learning uh, empathy. And oh, it, again, Discord just will not. Discord hate Dave. Discord hates. Discord hates. I haven't touched anything. <laughs> the rest of the podcast, I'm going to do this. <laughs> it breaks. It's not my fault. <laughs> but I think I think that is uh, what you what um, uh, will be like the overarching uh, emotional core of the show <laughs> is that the one thing that is true uh, between all these wacky dimensions is care for our fellow man uh, and learn. Do you and, and say learning. overarching? Is it overarching? Or, or overarching? Over- it's got an H. Overarching, it. they But it's CH. It's CH, yeah. so I've always... I just realized that I don't know how that's pronounced. It's Hold English. On. Both are both are acceptable. Right. Aunt or aunt. Uh, yeah. Aunt. Aunt. Aunt? Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, you're right, Andrew. It's overarching. I'm not going to church. I'm going to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had the Google lady tell me. It's definitely overarching. So I am so wrong. Very so good. Very right, good. Actually. I was pretty sure it was arc. Yeah, as huh. in like a t, as in an emotional oh, yeah. story arc. Yeah, that. yeah. No, over arch. Yeah, but an arch that holds up a tunnel is also spelled A R C H, right? Yep. It's the same. They both come <laughs> right. from the French 
Poor K. God damn, I don't, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get rid of Dave again? Uh, <laughs> let me just, let me just leave Discord. You guys don't have an etymology segment where we break down the history and origins of words? Oh, shit. That's a bonus, that's a bonus podcast. Yeah. Bonus that's podcast. my other podcast. Yeah. Great. All right, uh, Jude, do you have a pitch? Yeah, I'm repitching. I'm rebooting Cheers. I'm uh, oh, that's so good. Style. Oh, uh, that is so it's gonna good. Be, it's going to be done similar to uh, uh, Arrested Development. In fact, you know what? Let's just uh, hire Dan Harmon to battle with Mitch Hurwitz in the writer's room and have them both in at the same time to make the most convoluted, complicated things that can happen in a bottle episode. Noah, and then the other rule of the show, because the first season did it so well, you, they can't leave the bar. And maybe there's like some problem that they can't leave the bar and it's a Groundhog Day situation, but that's the, that's the shtick. And then you can obviously have... Uh, 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 what's his name from the Good Place? Uh, who's Sam Malone? Ted Danson. Ted, Ted, yeah, Ted Danson. I kept calling him Tom Davies in my head, and I was like, "That's not right." That's Tom Davies not isn't a man. Ted Danson. You got the initials right. Tom uh, Davies is a hundred percent the Australian Ted Danson. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hello, Tom Davies. Welcome to Tom Davies. Welcome to Tom Davies. Welcome to Tom Davies. Welcome to Tom Davies. Welcome so yeah, single camera style, very complicated, like overly complicated. Uh, and then uh, you bring back Sam Malone for cameos. I don't know who would be the new Sam Malone though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. Woody Harrelson. I was, I was thinking, well, no, too old. I'm thinking like a younger, a hipper. I'm like trying oh. to figure out that that main dynamic of like, is it Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone? Could be. I don't know. Maybe just throwing that out there. Here's the uh, here's the here's the problem that you 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 run into immediately is that from the absolute very first episode of Cheers. Ted Danson was clearly a star. It's like this man. 100%. 100%. He's a man made of charisma. Yeah. And so it's just like you. And just you yeah. Charisma teeth. <laughs> And a, and a quap like you yeah. need someone who is instantly likable. I don't know that 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 level of charisma exists in one single human anymore. Really I don't think possibly in possibly Tom Davies. Possibly whoever Tom Davies is. <laughs> But I think on the weekly, you just have uh, every week you just have some sort of uh, celebrity cameo in the back of the bar, and I think that's what drives people in is a, a return <laughs> to classical television. Reboot. Well, that's yeah. perfect because apparently that's they're awesome. going to be rebooting Frasier at some point, Gross. which I can't wait. I, I love my Frasier is one of my favorite all-time favorite shows. I can't Frasier's separate amazing. the I can't separate uh, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer from Frasier, and uh, yeah. also, am I the only one who thought they were all British when I was a little kid? I was like, what are these British people doing in this Seattle apartment? <laughs> are they not British? <laughs> no, they're not British. No, no they're well to do. They're, yeah. they're, Boston, they're Boston Brahmins. Yeah. So, so they so they have that like transatlantic uh, like effete speak that kind of yeah. sounds British. I think we can all agree in 1776 though they'd be loyalists, right? Like, oh, 100. I mean, I think Kelsey Grammer is currently a loyalist. Like he's pretty. Uh, he's, he's like we need to return to the British, yeah, under British yeah. rule. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that's amazing. I would. I would that was that was good pulling that out of your pocket. That was really good. Yeah. Cheers. The last yeah. episode, they go outside of the bar and you find out it's an apocalypse situation. Yeah. The entire downstairs bar has been a bunker the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, amazing. <laughs> turns into a Cloverfield sequel. Yeah, I should have I should have gotten tipped off when people kept coming in and asking for guzzoline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we go in. Yes. Oh. 
That was, that was amazing. Like, I loved all these pitches. I thought they were fantastic. <laughs> I think I think maybe Brent went a little bit too long, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> he, he came prepared. So, he like, came like, prepared. Kudos he to him. The, yeah, he painted a picture. You know, Brent, yeah. we're not being graded, right? Like, I, we're, yeah, we're all done quicker. school. I'm not used to I'm not used to there being seven of us here. <laughs> sure, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Anytime uh, I get guests, it's going to be a lot of us. Maybe we will. We, maybe we will be graded. Maybe the people on Twitch and uh, and out on our podcast or people who are subscribed are going to write us and say who's the best we'll, one. We'll a lot of out. F's oh. in chat, probably. Yeah, my favorite show is the day gets kicked off Discord. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I know. It reminds me know. of a young Tom Davies. <laughs> is that your Australian accent? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was no, that, that was a Monty Python woman, is what that yeah, is. Right. Is that a nice Yeah. Pick up banter. Yeah. <laughs> the spam, spam, bacon, eggs, and spam doesn't have too much spam in it. Who made you the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a it's a universal voice that stands the test of time. Oh, exactly. We should have rebooted Monty Python. We all fucked up. No, you up. can't reboot Monty you Python. You can't touch it. No. Yeah. No. No. Go look up Manstroke Woman. It was a great BBC Three series with Nick Frost. Uh, like that's the closest thing you'd probably get to a new Monty Python. It was fantastic. Hmm. Well, yeah, no, Kids I'll in the Hall to... always came pretty close right. for me. And they're rebooting Kids that. in the Hall on the way too. Oh, Kids in the Hall. True. We're just filming in Toronto. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. They're now the old men in the hall. Yes. Yeah. Quite a bit. I but hope they play the young pictures, people. So. They were the old men in the alley. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, I, I, I hope, I hope beyond hope that they just play young characters. Like yeah. they oh. do, do not yeah. all flinch. flinch just play yeah. young characters. Yeah. Like play teens, play, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Kids up in their bedroom, whatever it is, whatever the sketches are, they oh, need to play Bobby up too. in his bedroom yeah. playing guitar with a wall pedal, right? Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> if they get if they get other people that are actually younger than them to play their adults and like their parents and like the yes. what was uh, hello fellow like the American just... Summer prequel that they yes. that was yeah. yes I love that I'm, I'm just picturing John C Riley and Kristen Wiig and Dewey Cox right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? I'm Dewey's twelve year old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's thank our special guests andrew and Jim, <gasps> for coming on for our hey, show talking about our this, the silly reboot idea is there any oh, yeah. current or upcoming projects that you can talk to us about the most check okay. it out it's going to be a real podcast in october and if you want to listen to all the back episodes since october of last year it's on roosterteeth.com under the most and we're live on tuesdays for one whole hour, we scramble every week to make the podcast for that little amount of time. But uh, we're coming to all listenable podcast platforms in October. And so we're doing this little podcast tour. Um, so tell your friends uh, and tell your neighbors and tell your enemies, because uh, we definitely want to be on the air for more than a couple weeks, which is we'll be on at least for three, we think, before <laughs> ultimately getting canceled right now. But TBD. We're, we're trying to get we're trying to get uh, just enough viewers to get a sponsorship so that we can continue making episodes. Uh, maybe feeding, uh, feeding the beast. That's all we want to do. We just want to the, the art hey, star. Jerry's Artorama. Hey, we'd love to have you sponsor. Hit, hit, I'll, yeah, but we're not up. picky. Purple mattress. Come on, we don't care. Like uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm a shill. I'll do anything. <laughs> I mean, you got what's that? Uh, what's that beer that Brian Gar always shills that he loves much? Is it? Oh, something. Uh, I know it's like Texas. A Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sorry, hey, I'm a mod for Brian Gar. I don't know if that was. 
that you ever learned that, but hey, nice. yeah. <laughs> I gave him shit because I was like, wait a minute, you were supposed to be on the podcast like months ago, and like uh, all these other people from Rooster Teeth are coming on. <laughs> we scooped them. Yeah. Um, where can we find you online? Uh, on Twitch uh, or Twitter or Twitter. Andrew, you're better. You're better at this one. <laughs> Well, you can find the most at the most cast on Twitter, where uh, we update uh, mostly that uh, Twitter handle is used for uh, uh, soliciting questions and letting people know uh, uh, what guests we're going to have on that week uh, and uh, eventually when audio episodes will be dropping. And once that actually happens, we'll probably like post clips and stuff from the episodes and links to the episodes on that Twitter uh, uh, account. So follow us at the most cast. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at Mr. Andrew Rosas. Uh, MR Andrew one. Rosas. Yeah. Where you so. post your, honestly, you're a fantastic painter too. So if you like, Oh, painting, thank you. Like you can. Thank you very, very much. Good artwork on that, that Twitter. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah so we'll, you can check that out there as well. Yeah. We'll definitely put all of this in the, on our website and on the show notes and all of that. Um, thank oh, you. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. Sure. Brent, David, Hawk, Marcus for coming on and talking to me about nerdy stuff all all time. I, I very much appreciate it. <laughs> Any and, day of the week. <laughs> and for all of you guys out there listening to us, we appreciate you for coming. Um, this is Geeks with Kids. Be excellent to each other, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye! Bye! <laughs> well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.